can you start with telling me um, where you're from? Like how you grew up? I'm only child, bit a weirdo, introvert <laughs> in that sense. Um, my mother knew me. She loved me. When we come back, we hear more from singer, songwriter, and actor Luke James. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carry champions to be a champion, a champion, and carry champion, and carry champion, a champion, and carry champion, and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest. So on today's podcast, Naked, with yours truly, we have Luke James. He is a singer, a songwriter, an actor. He's from Nolens. Nolens. I'm not saying it right. New Orleans. Um, and he is a true artist. You may have seen him if you are not familiar with his music, which you should be, but you may have seen him on the latest season of The Shy. Uh, he plays Glenn Turman in The Genius episode, excuse me, the genius movie, Aretha Franklin's husband, one of her husbands, go on, go on, go on. Uh, he has done a lot of acting, actually, and I think, arguably, uh, I would be remiss if I did not say that he has been nominated for three Grammys. Congratulations. So he is an artist all around. He describes himself, as you just heard a minute ago, as a quote-unquote weirdo, which I think is funny. But I do remember um, what I didn't do as a journalist is ask him why Elijah McClain was his avi. Um, when I started following Luke on Instagram, I noticed that, and it was really interesting. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he reminds me of myself. He reminds me of a little brother. I wish I could have saved him. He was like, and I never want to forget him. And I didn't really get it then until I did a little more investigating into Elijah McClain's story. And there is this heartbreaking, heartbreaking moment where they talk about his last words. Now, Elijah was in his 20s, early 20s. He was a massage therapist and described as extremely gentle, maybe a little different, right? Um, 
some would say, and I've heard different reports, his parents haven't said this, but he might have been a little more, you know, on the spectrum in the sense of really talented, but a bit of an introvert, um, but exceedingly gentle. All of those adjectives to me describe, uh, it's interesting, it described Luke. I, I don't know him that well, but just talking to him, that's what I was able to get. And then I read more about Elijah's story and how he was walking home. And again, he lived in Colorado, so I'm assuming it was cold. It was the evening, August 24th, 2019, and he was wearing a ski mask. And of course, I don't know, officers felt like they saw him and he looked different and they were concerned and they were looking for a man with a gun and he's going for your gun type situation. You know those stories. I, I get exhausted of hearing those stories. But nevertheless, um, he died. He was subdued by police. Uh, they put the chokehold on him, which I don't think that they should ever have ever period with anyone anymore. Um, the paramedics came and gave him something to sedate him, to calm him down, obviously nervous and scared. Uh, he passed out, and three days later, he was declared brain dead. So obviously there was a lot that happened. And that was in 2019, but the story didn't make its way to us until 2020 when we were reeling from George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. So there were body cameras uh, attached to the officers, but somehow they became unattached during the incident. However, uh, there was audio of his last words. And Elijah said, I can't breathe. I have my ID right here. My name is Elijah McLean. That's my house. I was just going home. I'm an introvert. I'm just different. That's all. I'm so sorry. I have no gun. I don't do that stuff. I don't do any fighting. Why are you attacking me? I don't even kill flies. I don't eat meat, but I don't judge people. I don't judge people who do eat meat. Forgive me. All I was trying to do was become better. No lie, that broke my heart. Like, legit, this breaks your heart. Because you can imagine the scared young kid in his 20s being attacked by police officers who are afraid of him more so than he is of them, actually. They are afraid of him, but he's more afraid of them and they have no idea. And he is asking and pleading, and we've seen this and heard this over and over again, please don't kill me. And so for Luke to say he reminds him of a little brother, and I never want to forget him, I read that to you because as you listen to this podcast, you can hear that in Luke. You can hear the soft side in him, the kind side in him, where he don't want no problems. He just want to, he just want to make music. Elijah loved music as well. There was a lot of connections. Um, and so I thought that was important to point out that he feels this kindred spirit with someone we lost so tragically. Nevertheless, he is able to push through. He's endured a lot. His story is interesting. But more importantly, I don't know, guys, I think, and forgive me, I think I might be on to something. I think like five years from now, you guys are going to be like, oh, my God, Luke James is a superstar. I feel like you might say that because I feel that. I feel that Gemini energy and spirit because I, too, am a Gemini, which we get into. But I feel that superstar spirit on him. 
sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Naked. Our guest, singer, songwriter, and actor, Luke James. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Downtown Seville, out here. Um, Single parent household. Um, Well, hmm. Uh, we live with my grandfather, so it wasn't completely single. Um, I'm only child. Um, bit of a weirdo, introvert in that sense. Uh, my mother knew me. She loved me. Uh, troublesome, but um, I found music, and that, that allowed me to channel uh, whatever was going on inside of me, and um, that propelled me into being a musician, Obviously, New Orleans is um, is the mecca of art. It's just uh, anything you want to, you can think of, food or whatever, you can dive into. But um, music uh, is what I uh, jumped to. I played the saxophone. I thought I was going to be a jazz player. And um, I got to high school, and nobody really liked cats who um, play the sax, so I started singing. And um, <laughs> that kind of like worked better. Wait, I have two questions about that. You said you were troublesome. And then when mm-hmm. you got to high school, these are two things that I am really curious that stand out. Then you get to high school and no one like, no one as in people, girls, who who do you mean? No well, one like cats who, who played sax. I guess when you, you know, you're a kid, you're trying to find your space. And there were, okay, um, let me be honest as possible. You're trying to find your space. When I got to high school, I went to all boys school um, called St. Saint Augustine High. Um, and uh, when I got there, before I got there, I was I was the best saxophone player. And when I got there, I wasn't the best. So kind of kind of um, kind of wasn't known for it. It was in other cats that were way better and stuff and good at jazz and whatnot and five and all that stuff. And um, I don't know, I just found my way over to singing. I met some two cats who are my brothers now. Um, and we started a group and um, kind of left the saxophone alone. And uh, we did all kinds of talent shows and stuff. And um, doing that, we met some uh, some fine people. One of them happened to be Tyrese's manager. And uh, when we graduated from high school, we moved to LA. That's how LA. And, um, I've been singing background until I found my footing in songwriting and uh, started songwriting and finding my way as an artist. And um, that's how Luke James came about. You described yourself in two words. You said that you're a bit of an introvert and a little, little. I don't know if it was weird or odd, you, the word you used. Why would you describe yourself that way? Um, I'm, I guess, you know, I guess the data that I have that I've collected over the years, um, I'm a little bit different than what people are used to and also expect from me. Um, also being Luke James, people expect a certain thing, um, which, I, which I, I do understand. I do give that when it comes to performing, but off stage, I'm quite different. Um, and I'm, a, I'm very much a Gemini to, to, uh, to the core, so. It depends on the way the wind blows, you know. I laugh because I, too, am a Gemini, so I understand. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> okay, so Luke, 
who's Luke James on stage? Talk to me about him. Who's that person? Who is that performer? What is his energy? Well, that still depends on how the wind blows because I can be very, um, um, I guess, introverted on stage where it's, if I'm in my feelings, uh, then it it becomes less of a performance, more of um, um, a state of consciousness that I'm uh, projecting and uh, putting on display. Um, And then other, and sometimes I'm just a performer. Sometimes I just want to give people what I, what I feel they need and um, very outgoing and, you know, explosive in that sense. Um, depends on, again, it depends on how the wind blows. Uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I just... It's interesting when you, when you say that or when I talk to artists, I, I always think of watching this one documentary, um, and I'll say it was about Michael Jackson before he died, uh, mm-hmm. and he was trying to explain what he wanted. He wanted the director and everyone on stage to do something. And they're like, well, Michael, mm-hmm. when do we move with you? When do we go? He was like, you'll feel just it. feel it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You'll just mm-hmm. feel it. Um, and anyone who does any type of performing can feel it, like when it feels good and when it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Off stage, who are you? Mm-hmm. How How are those two personalities different? And I know it is very much based on mood and how you feel, but how are those personalities different? For example, mm-hmm. on camera, I may, while working, appear, you know, one very reserved way, depending on my mood and what I'm in, and the personality sometimes has to, you have to find it. It doesn't always just drip itself out. You know, if you, 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 you know me, you know, at my house hanging out, you're like, oh, she's silly. Oh, she's goofy. Like this, mm-hmm. she's... No, those are the two different Gemini's in me. Yeah. Um, I can be zero to a hundred. Um, <laughs> zero energy. Um, <laughs> you, you know, um, I can only go, I really, truly, I can only go off of how other people perceive me because mm-hmm. in some some ways, you know, I think I'm, um, I think I'm, you know, pretty even, I think, but I, 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 I guess I'm not, I know I'm not, um, but I can be goofy. I can be very childish. I mean, that, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm in a field where you have to be childlike to, in order to keep pursuing it. Um, mm. Especially, um, I guess in, in our field, just pursuing something, making something out of nothing. Um, you have to keep that, that childlike um, ideology that, you know, you imagine things, um, even though, you know, some people would say, oh, it's too late or something like that. I don't know. Uh, goofy, yes. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and sometimes that standoffish. I can be, I can walk into a room and, and, and decide to grab a room or I can move to the corner and you'd never know I was there. That's real. You know? That's real. It's time to pay the bills because that's how I get paid and that's how this podcast can stay on the air. So help a sister out. Stay with us. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked, we're. Hey, y'all, welcome back. Uh, we had to pay the bills. Thank you for hanging out with us. Here's what's interesting. Uh, if you follow Luke James on the socials, or oftentimes if you've seen him perform, he also goes by Wolf James. And I said, What does that really mean? And he was like, It's a spirit, a way, an ideology. You know, they've been calling him that for a while since he was a kid. Uh, Perhaps it's a New Orleans tribal thing. I just adapted to the calling as I grew up. But I understood early that it is my way. That's interesting, isn't it? I love that. I love when you're real cerebral. Like, that's why he's an artist. I low-key had a crush on him on this episode, but don't tell nobody. Shh. 
It's a secret. Here's more with Luke James. When did you know you had it? And it, it is something that feels special and different and, and set apart. When did you know you had that? Um, high school. Um, when I just, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything but the sounds in my head. And I, I at first I thought something was wrong with me. Hmm. What do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? Explain that. You couldn't focus, but anything, you, you have these sounds in your head. Are they musical sounds? Are there beats that you were thinking of and you were creating? It was something you heard earlier in the day? Yeah. Um, it's a plethora of things. I'd say um, imagining myself performing amongst millions, imagining myself performing on a street corner, imagining myself performing to the girl I liked. Um, Imagining, uh, you know, at the time, I guess, thinking of weddings and stuff, singing at a wedding and making people cry or church or something, you know, giving people the Holy Ghost and stuff like that. Um, and also, you know, creating writing songs, you know, something comes to you, a teacher says something or someone said something and, ah, oh, that makes for a great title or whatever. Um, I choose to write that down, to think about that rather than think of, you know, uh, listen, or pay attention to uh, what is being said that could possibly be on the finals next week. I would just, I'd, I was willing innately to throw all of that away because I just knew that this is really what I wanna do. Music, music, entertainment, creating something out of nothing uh, is truly what I, I, I wanted to do. Um, and I never, from just, you know, I was, uh, I was a sponge. I am a sponge. So I just like research and I love listening to um, people's uh, interviews and talking about their life and all that. And just trying to find myself within them. Um, being an only child, you do that. Um, school never seemed like a thing they would talk about. Like, the lessons and all that kind of stuff, like, oh, it was on the board and this, that, and the third, you know, unless it was like literature or history, maybe, um, or music class, you know? Um, and I, I, I didn't have an outlet also. And during high school, I didn't have an outlet. My mother, God bless her, she didn't, uh, she didn't, she couldn't see, you know, in New Orleans, we have a, a school, performing arts school called NOCA. And it's school that you would go to you would go to your school and then in the middle of the day, you would, a, a, a bus of some sort would pick you up and take you to NOCA. And then you would spend the rest of that day doing the arts of whatever it is, you know, dance, storytelling, theater, whatever. You would be doing that. And these are things that you love and you're good at. Um, my mother couldn't see how I would pass. Like, you know, how, how, how is he going to pass, you know, How's he gonna get past? You know, how's he gonna pass? And he gets, he does this. Granted, I wasn't that good academically, so I can understand her position on like, how, how is he? He needs to focus. But in actuality, I needed the outlet in order to focus on on what I what I'm supposed to be doing, because this the arts is what I have to do. But I can't I can't look. I can't, I can't get past the things that I, to me, I have to do for the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be 
writing down notes and and passing tests and all that kind of stuff. I couldn't get into it. So you knew, like school, you know, and that it's horrible to say, not even horrible to say this, but sometimes people know the calling, and so school gets in the way. So I could see you feeling that, like this yeah. is stopping the energy of what I'm supposed to be doing and creating. Absolutely. Uh, do you? Now, when you think about that, uh, so it's, you know, whenever I hear these stories, I get so inspired because I think it's so beautiful when you know what your calling is and then you can do it, you know, mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. live it um, unapologetically. Who, yeah. who inspires you? And, and then the follow-up question would be, what inspires you? It could be all the same, if you will. Well, um, first and foremost, my mother. Yeah. Uh, she was, I mean, I was what I'd be looking to, to learn how to love, learn about God, uh, patience, um, strength, being strong, doing, doing things, doing what, what you, what, what, doing what you have to do to get to what you want to do. <laughs> what but, is, I don't, know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I, I watched my mom, you know, be a lot of things and my mother at the same time. Amen. So, um, my, that she's my first I would go to. And from her is a lot of things that she just kind of little gems she gave me. My, my mother had an extensive collection of records uh, 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 prior to uh, Katrina. And um, we, you know, I would listen to all of those records, Donny Hathaway, Marvin Gaye. She has stories about going to a concert and the stage felt like it was 17 feet tall and she was standing on the chair and the security, she was with a, a guy who took her there and security said, you gotta get off the off the chair, ma'am. And she was like, no, I'm not. And she told the guy, you know, the guy, the security guy told her boyfriend at the time, was like, yo, you gotta get her down, we'll remove her. She was like, I will throw up on you for my Marvin. Oh. You know, shit like that, you know, oh, like, wow. all, you know, things like that really inspired me in a sense, like I, I want that guy energy too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what's so captivating? What would make a person do that? And so, of course, I dive deep into the music to the, the artistry of Marvin and Prince and Luther and mm-hmm. George Benson and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, my inspirations come from her. It's her upbringing that I, I, um, I kind of like took hold to as, as mine. Also, my mother was really strict, so I couldn't really listen to a lot of music that was coming out at the time you, what do you mean she wouldn't let you she let you listen to marvin Gaye, but you couldn't listen to the music that was that you grew up with i couldn't listen to i i couldn't bring in the house like i you know things started being being explicit explicit yeah so yeah and raising a, a a boy by yourself in new orleans you're just trying to do your best and you want to fill him with um the positive and uplifting things. And of course, parents would think that their music is way better and positive and not as sensual and sexual and explicit <laughs> as our music, but it's actually the same. I'm all like, Marvin had a whole song about healing, sexual healing. Sexual healing. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. But that's parents, what they do, you know? So. I understood that, and so she, yeah, I had to find my my utopia within the the parameter she would allow until I was able to go by my cousin's house, and mm-hmm. that's when I was introduced to all types of music. You know, growing up it was like no limit and 
hot boys and, and, oh, oh, and cash money and all that stuff, all that stuff. I couldn't bring that in the house though. Cause it, cause th there's a demeanor that comes with that. When you listen to it, you start to some ways become that. And parents look at that like, no, 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 you're not about to do that. So yeah, that was, that was kind of somewhat a restriction, but now I talked to my mother about that and she didn't remember none of that. Like, oh yeah, no. Everything. What are you talking about? Yeah, no. Parents have real selective amnesia. You bring up stuff that they, that never happened. You're like, got you. Um, <laughs> I want. I, I got it. I have to be respectful of time, and I have one more question left. Debbie, I just want to know. It's twelve twenty eight. Can I ask this question, or do you? Yes, you can. Okay. You're good. Okay, good. Um, two things. Right. This is probably a heavy one to ask. You said something, and of course, the journalist in me must know about Katrina for you. Mm. I th um, that was life-changing for so many people and rarely do I get to talk to artists or success stories that lived it and remember what it was like um, a few athletes I know did and they talk about how sad it was but I, walk me through that that season of life for you and your family well I just flew the coop I just got to LA mm -hmm. um Hustling and bustling. I was singing background. Me and my brothers we were singing background for Tyrese. And, um, you know, things were looking good in that sense, right? We were pursuing our dreams. Um, then Katrina happens. Um, not fair for it. So my mother had to deal with it on her own. Yeah. Um, so that was tremendous. That was uh, terrible. Um, and then just the whole, you know, trying to find a way, you know, a lot of people didn't have insurance and the, you know, the things that you're supposed to have because it's New Orleans. We get hurricanes all the time. They always say it's the big one. And, you know, we're trying, you know, money is not, you know, doesn't grow on trees. So people are just trying to do what they can do, pay things what they need to pay for. And so here comes this, here comes the levees. The levees broke and that just ruined everything. Um, it was quite different because I watched my mother be a retired safety engineer after 29 years at Lockheed Martin, NASA, to having to work again, to figure it all out. And me just now, me starting to, you know, I'm on, on in the steps of trying to find myself as a man, as a, as my own career, who I am and stuff, and trying to figure out well, how do I help? Um, it was It was hard. Lived in my mother lived in a trailer. Well, I guess we lived in a trailer for two years, and that was horrible. Um, but everything happens for a reason, I guess. I don't know. I, it's it's not something I quite think about. I think about often because it was really hard. It is really hard to think about uh, the life-altering things that took place. Um, Memories, things that we once had, stuff I once had, things, pictures, books, no longer. Hmm. Hmm. I, well, when you said your mother lost her records or she had these records before Katrina, that's the mm -hmm. first thing I thought about, you know. Oh my God, it was like everything. It was. You, re you realize what really matters during a time like that. You think of things as simple possessions, but when they tell stories, um, like you tell stories with your music, mm -hmm. you you appreciate it and you value it, and you can see the artist in you. And as you discuss it, what it what it meant, what it means, 
Um, as an artist, you also, you act. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a natural transition for a lot of singers. I don't know why I believe that. That probably isn't, but I, but you do it so effortlessly. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Grammy nominated. You have all of these talents. Um, what What is the, and I don't necessarily even think there's an end game, what would be your next chapter or your next season? What would you like for yourself in your in mm. your career? Well, I'm, 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 I'm on my way to Broadway, Yay. which I'm petrified. I'm scared shitless. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, but it is something I manifest. I had manifested in and it came. Um, and I didn't, I was in, and this is something really grand and awesome. I didn't expect this to be my first thing, but um, I'm grateful for it. And, you know, I, I want to be, I guess from each project to the next, uh, most people, I guess, I, I want to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. I want to do things that scare me that I truly don't think I'm prepared for, um, but I know I can do it. And because for me, not doing it, not running through the fire um, is depression on that side so for me i run from that i have to run from that i have to pursue i have to jump off the ledge and i know I'll, I'll survive but if i don't and i watch everyone jump off the ledge and do their thing and do it well i'm gonna just hate that i just didn't do that i had one incident in my life as a child and i did that i said no and i, I let fear take over me hmm. and it, it ate at me forever and ever and still to this day it eats at me so I will never be that kid again. So I'm looking to just uh, expand my territory. Film and TV is really awesome and I'm, I'm growing and it's helping me grow as an artist um, because I am an introvert and I'm a homebody. I don't experience a lot of life. So <laughs> it, it enables me to, to do so, to put myself in other shoes and have all of these different experiences that uh, one feeds the other. Luke. You have inspired me. You just said one thing, and you said, I have to run towards the fire, because if you're not doing that, it's depression. I paraphrase. I love that, um, and I'm sure our viewers will, too. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Thank you for being patient with us today, and I appreciate it. I've been longing for this interview. Aww, thank you. Thank you. I'm a fan, as you all know. Um, yeah. So listen, I wish you nothing but the best. I really do. I, but you don't need that, because you have it. It's in your heart, and it's in your spirit. How powerful was that? He has to run towards the fire. And that may not be powerful, paraphrasing, to you. But for me, that hits me. If I don't do something that makes me uncomfortable or if I don't challenge myself, what am I doing? Why am I here? How are we living? What are we living? What are we doing? Uh, he is an incredible actor. True story. Flipping through the channels the other day and I see an episode of The Shy on and I stop because I didn't, I didn't know right away that that was Luke James, but I stopped because there was just something. And I was like, wait, this actor is grabbing my attention. Not what I said in that moment, but that scene made me stop. And it was him. And I'm all like, wow, powerful. Ever meet somebody who has that power to make you just stop and pay attention? that is Luke James and that is the reason why I believe and I said I'm not just saying this we'll go back to this podcast run a tape and we'll see how powerful he is I do want to bring this full circle and thank him for 
being so thoughtful, but more importantly, reminding us, reminding me who Elijah McLean was. I'll share with you the last thing that he said to police officers before he lost consciousness. All I was trying to do was become better. I will do it. I will do anything. Sacrifice my identity. I'll do it. You are phenomenal. You are beautiful and I love you. Try to forgive me. I'm a mood Gemini. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That really hurt. You are very strong. Teamwork makes the dream work. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to do that. I just can't breathe correctly. Those assholes. Right? Just like true assholes. Sorry, that's my thought of the police officers. Anyway, I can see why that person, that kid, the idea of who he was and what he went through registers for Luke James. Take a moment, enjoy some art, appreciate the love in the air. I feel very artsy-fartsy. Um, I feel like I want to hug Tribble, my my producer, who always reminds me of the name of this podcast, which is really sad. I've had a few. <laughs> so I love you for that, Tribble. You are phenomenal. I'll give you a hug when I'm done. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.